I'm Edaena Salinas, and this is the Women in Tech Show, a show where women in tech talk about technology and career development. Today's guest is Rosario Robinson. Rosario is a director at the Anita Borg Institute. Our conversation explores the experiences that led her to get involved in communities that improve the careers of women in technology. We also talked about how she works closely with businesses to make sure they have inclusive environments to retain women in tech and the role of men in helping with this effort. Rosario also explained the benefits of being a part of communities from the Anita Borg Institute, as well as volunteering opportunities and the Grace Hopper Conference. I hope you like this episode. Rosario, welcome to the show. It's great to have you this morning. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. So you've had diverse experiences throughout your career. You were enrolled in graduate school in the early 2000s. You worked on as a software engineer, then as a consultant, and you're currently a director at the Anita Borg Institute. I want to start by focusing a little bit on the time when you were in grad school. What were you studying back then? So I went back to grad school to um, study mathematics. And I, although I was working at the time, everybody suggested, highly suggested I go back and get an MBA instead of going back to get my master's in math. I really mm -hmm. wanted to research. Um, there was this particular research, facial recognition, and there was a lot of uh, computational uh, background in that work at the time. So I really wanted to get more in with uh, some breadth and depth into that research. And so I went back for a master's in mathematics at the time. Mm -hmm. What was that experience like? So I was pretty, it was pretty isolating. Number one, I was working full time. Uh, so when I was graduate, I was going to grad school part time. I was a mother of two young children, school-age children. Uh, I think at the time my son was four and my daughter was seven. That's when I started. And as well as um, there were not a lot of people of color or a lot of women in the math or computer science department. Back then, math and computer science were together because computer science was an emerging field um, back in the late 80s and 90s. So. Mm -hmm. um, you know, very isolating for me, uh, had to reach out to, I only had maybe two professors that really were very supportive. Um, and if I had not had them, um, I didn't have like that community group because of my work, but also because of the culture there and, um, mm -hmm. you know, not being able to connect anyone uh, with anyone at the time who were, who was actually in the same program that I was in. Very, very challenging time. Due to the lack of diversity, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Well, there are any groups you reached out during the time in addition to talking to those professors? Absolutely. It was sisters. Um, oh, okay. I was having such a hard time. I was also a team mom, a dance mom, trying to be, you know, the mom. Mm -hmm. And my, my husband was actually in, in graduate school at the same time as well. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know if I could go through or go, go finish because, you know, when you don't have anybody to, you know, that community with you, 
It's really mm-hmm. hard. And being by yourself, working on your own, not having a study group. So when I found sisters, I was actually doing a search. I was like, there's got to be other women <laughs> in my same position. And that's how mm-hmm. I found sisters. And I have been a sister since 2000 because mm-hmm. I started my program in the late night, uh, fall of 1999. And they are the ones that were very supportive. This was a virtual community now. And they were just, hey, yes, you can. I've been there. Don't let that get you down. It's hard, but you can get through it. It was that encouragement. It was the fact that there were other women who were experiencing the same thing that I was experiencing. Mm -hmm. And that was really helpful and um, got me through my graduate program, to be honest. Were you meeting those people in person at the time? Like, were they in your same school or...? No, not at all. These were women from all over the country and all over oh, the world, okay. as I find out. Um, yeah. we, we was, it's a private email list, um, and it was specifically for women who were in computing disciplines, and so computer science particularly. And so, mm-hmm. so I w- it was relief for me that I had this community to help me through this such challenging mm-hmm. time. But it was really great because... During my program, the research was awesome. And I knew because of the love that I had for the research, I knew that I, I really belonged there. And I just needed other women <laughs> to really encourage yeah. me and recognize that in my own self. So, yeah. Or have people that you can relate to. Yes. Like, uh, absolutely. That understands. And, and I don't feel like I was the only person. When you're in that environment, you're the only person of color and only woman. You, it is very, very hard. And so to have that, you know, every, someone that understands. And then there were other women of color that were very, you know, I had, I have a double challenge of being a woman and being a person of color. So that on top of all of that is, is, uh, was extra challenging. Yeah, it does. Definitely. I've heard something similar with, um, people when they're looking at a career fairs or, um, Mm -hmm. They go to the booths and then they're like, why don't you bring women or the women you bring are handing off T-shirts. Mm-hmm. So people have asked um, for people they can relate to in yes. those type of events. So I think it's really important. It really, really is. Um, yeah. One of the things um, I found that uh, during Sisters was Grace Hopper as well. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So after my finished my graduate degree, I got this amazing opportunity to work at this um, GIS software company. And it was practically a small software shop for government agencies. It was a product for that. Um, mm-hmm. What happens is, is that I was the only again, the only woman and then also the only person of color. So. Sisters told me about Grace Hopper celebration. And when I went there, I was like, whoa, Mm -hmm. I had no idea that there were other women, other women of color. There were these, um, there were also these, uh, birds of a feather session where they had a lot of the affinity groups give birth out of those birth, birds of a feather, uh, feather sessions, like Latinas in computing, black women in computing. So it was really, really, um, really, really, uh, rewarding for me just to go to that first one. So, mm-hmm. and eventually you became director at the Anita Borg Institute 
And the Niederborg Institute is the one that organizes Grace Hopper, right? That's correct. So when I, I actually didn't know about ABI until later after going to Grace Hopper, and then mm -hmm. I've been going ever since. I was mm -hmm. on this amazing project, really, really, um, so globally dispersed team, uh, great technology, but then I kind of had a downtime to make sure that I um, wanted to get a little rest because it was a heavy traveling, it was very involved, and then this opportunity came up at Anita Borg, and so I wanted to give mm -hmm. back to an organization and a community that gave me so much. So, mm -hmm. What is the Anita Borg Institute? So Anita Borg, let me tell you a little bit about Anita Borg herself. It's, it's really yes. Dr. Anita Borg. Um, she was a renowned computer scientist. She received her PhD from New York University. Um, and her specialty area was operating systems. And that's where the, the name Sisters came from. Um, it was really for women who were in operating systems. And it's spelled that way, S-Y-S-T-E-R. Yeah. And the goal of, um, so the sisters came first and then the Grace Hopper celebration for women in computing was created and I think in 1993 or 94 and then the Institute followed after. Um, so the community has been around a long time and it really started just to support the women in the computing field as, as I mentioned earlier. But knowing that, you know, you can go to sisters, get advice, get help, get mentor, um, mm -hmm. find a mentor, find research, and just know that there are other women around the world that uh, have your similar and you're not alone in, in most of the time where you feel like you're alone at, in the workplace. So mm -hmm. ABI's mission is all about women in computing and in technology. It's all about supporting and helping grow women technologists. Um, we do this in three ways. Number one is community. And number two is by partnership. The partnership is really partnering with uh, technical companies. companies. Yeah, technical companies. But then that's also expanded, right? And I'll talk a little bit about that later. But yeah. with, with companies, you want to work with them because they don't understand what's happening, right? They, they know that they have a problem. Um, they don't know how how to solve it and that's where we come in um we have mm -hmm. a or a, a um uh we have a company uh, i'm sorry we have a program called the top company program mm -hmm. where we take their data they give us their data you know their recruiting data all of this and they and they take that data we analyze it and it goes through a very rigorous process to really look and see what's happening you know, maybe they're not recruiting correctly. This is what's happening when you're recruiting. The numbers will tell you what's going on. Um, okay. Maybe that advertisement really is not appealing to women or people of color. Um, mm -hmm. You know, maybe you need to adjust here and there. And then another thing is that we're, we don't see a lot of women in uh, upper management, right? So. Yeah. Where are they lacking in programs that support advancement of women in their organization as well as keeping, right? If the environment, right, the environment is not inclusive or comfortable for women, they're not going to stay. You yeah. know, what's, what, are, what are those? What, yeah, what are some of the things that you tell businesses regarding retaining the women that are already working there? 
So one of the things I think you, you can see on our website, we do have where there are some reports from last year. Um, but one of the things we've seen in the past is, you know, if you don't have a family leave act or, um, I'm sorry, excuse me, um, a family leave act so that you can, so women can feel like they can go off, take care of their family, come back and feel secure about their jobs. Right. That's really important. I went through that. I was really, I, you know, I had to go on family leave. And uh, when I had my uh, both of my children, I have two kids and coming back, I always was worried about my position. I always was worried that that time away from work really, really just hindered my progress and what I wanted to do and how I wanted to advance. So you have to you have to make it feel comfortable that just because someone is taking care of their family, which it should be number one, then they come back, they are still just as productive. So that's the, that's, that's one of the things. And then also, you know, we don't have sponsors or mentors oftentimes. And a lot of men do. They get it themselves, but you know, there's no program to really say, hey, um, here's the path, the career path. A lot of women want to take the technical career path rather than management. Yes. We're often pushed into the people role to manage yeah. people, but we are just as creative and we are just as technical as men. And so we have found that, you know, we don't often have that support on the technical career track. So that's a mm -hmm. lot of things that we, um, uh, a couple of things that we do as well. And then, um, you know, the leadership, what's the track to a leadership in, in, uh, in an organization? What's the really defining what your career, and I think this is, that's probably something that's, um, probably overall, but more so for, for women defining what that really, that career track looks like as far as what's the leadership role. Um, mm -hmm. what's the opportunity and having a feeling very comfortable with speaking up and not being, you know, judged or cut off when you're talking. Um, you know, there's mm -hmm. all this, uh, yeah, let's have a seat at the table. A lot of us have had seats at the table, but we're just yeah. struggling there. We've always been involved, but it's just been very like you have to prove yourself time and time and time again. I've felt that way all of my career. Um, yeah. So it's been a struggle. It's really, it's really, it was very challenging for me. And the way you encourage people that are currently in a similar situation is to reach out to communities or so. Both, what else would you recommend? Yeah, absolutely. So we have Sisters. So Sisters is an amazing organization, uh, a community. Mm -hmm. It is by far, we have some of the best conversations because it really just promotes each other. It really mm -hmm. just helps each other. It, we are there to support. We're there to share our own experience and hopefully it will help someone else. Mm -hmm. Um, but also we're, you know, it's just like the Grace Hopper celebration for women in computing. It's our conference, um, mm -hmm. you know, getting the exposure. You don't see a lot of women in technical roles in mainstream media. So, you know, that's what, yeah. where GHC comes in is that we're highlighting these women who are actually contributing to the mm -hmm. technical industry. What's this year's theme at Grace Hopper? 
So, you know, we don't have a theme this year. Oh, <laughs> I know okay. in, pa- in years past, we've always had a theme, but I mm-hmm. think it's, it's, um, it's more about just community um, mm-hmm. and finding your tribe and finding, and that tribe could mean, you know, a, a woman of color for me. I would, I would love to see other women of color at the conference. It could also mean there might be infrastructure. I, that's my background is infrastructure. So I yeah. want to connect with other women that have interest in the technologies of infrastructure or mobility or, you know, mm-hmm. or cloud computing. So it, yeah. you know, that tribe could be various, um, various types of, uh, uh just, industries or communities it depends Mm -hmm. and one of the things as you mentioned that i think it's important is the partnership with the companies for example um here at microsoft they this year they were encouraging um senior men to attend Mm -hmm. grace hopper i'm not sure as as speakers or as just attendees which i Mm -hmm. think is really good because they'll get a sense of the community of women in technology. So you know what? I often feel like we're we're preaching to the choir all the time. You know, mm-hmm. women and yeah. other women, we're doing this work. Women of color, we're doing this work. People of color, we're always doing the diversity and inclusion work, right? Um, yeah. Getting those senior white men to these conferences, yeah, that's a big thing. We need yes. that. And if we're going to change the culture, that culture is probably going to come more from them than from us, right? We are, we need those in the communities. We call them male allies. Um, we've had a couple of sessions where we talked about that in the couple of last two years. Um, Mm -hmm. and you know, there was some pros and cons. There was some backlash about that and the way we presented it and, and the community yeah. really came out, but that's what we need. We need the community to speak up and say, hey, that's not the right way to do it. Um, you know, yeah. we're only, people don't realize ABI has a really small staff. I, oh, I often okay. don't even see how we put on the Grace Hopper celebration myself. It is a lot of work, but we oh, are a very okay. small staff. I mean, until last year, I, I only had a team up until this uh, probably late last year last fall right before mm-hmm. the grace hopper so um getting those you know men there's men there and those higher roles is a big deal because sometimes yeah. you have to work from top down we have at grace hopper um technical executive forum and these are from these are c-level um senior executives from our partner organizations that mm-hmm. come to Grace Hopper every year. There's a full day for them. They talk about their initiative and they have homework. So they mm-hmm. don't leave there without committing to do something. And they come back and they, and it's, it's, it's about, okay, here's what we've done. Here's yep. what worked and here's what didn't work. What happened at your, your, your company? So it's a big deal that we get these, you know, high level executives there. Um, supporting these women and understanding that we are so amazing. We're all this awesomeness that they're missing out on. Um, and just really learning, listening and learning is really key. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, you know, and then they take that back and how do mm-hmm. they, how do they 
what they learn at the conference, how do they take that back and implement change at their organizations or companies? Yeah. Do you remember some of the things they've mentioned about their own initiatives? Or um, I don't. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, I think a lot of companies come to GHC to really learn and understand what mm -hmm. you know what they're doing wrong, okay. so that they can really make change. Um, yeah, voicing from the community. The community voice is a big deal. I mean, even if it's good or even if it's bad, it's a big deal. And believe me when I say we at ABI, as well as our partners, as well as other companies and organizations, listen. And we mm -hmm. take that back, but we need that, right? We need that to see, okay, that's not the way to do it. Let's go back, go back to the drawing board and let's, let's see what we can do, how we can change it and do it better. Um, and then we have our community leadership. I mean, these are communities. So we have a sister's advisory council. Sister's mm -hmm. advisory council is about 10. We have two co-chairs. Each of our affinity groups, like black women in computing, Latinas, LGBTQ, um, Arab mm -hmm. women, all of those sub-communities of sisters all have leadership. And so those leadership also, we always reach into the community to... Um, you know, we do a lot of, at least I do a lot of intentional inclusion. So, mm -hmm. um, like we have our new program, abi.local. So let's, let's make sure that we have a representation of our community, you know, from sisters, from black women in computing. Let's, mm -hmm. let's reach into Arab women in computing, Turkish women in computing, Asian women in computing. Let's make sure that we have the full representation of our community. So you'll see a lot of our leadership from abi.local from our sisters community, but also a lot of women of color as well. Mm -hmm. And those are the different types of communities in the Anita Borg. What platforms are those communities in? Like, I imagine it's not just only the email list at this point. Right. So we just opened up our Slack. Um, oh, okay. And that has been amazing. Just like... I think I went, before I went on vacation, I sent out an email and they were, mm -hmm. um, the people on the team were actually, um, in making sure that people would get connected and, and logged in. And, yeah. and, um, uh, I think, I think on the, now I saw, I think there's 75 different channels which from range oh, from, okay. um, very specific, you know, even our affinity groups, but also like the tech, tech talks. Um, mm -hmm. the mobile, um, Android, Ruby on, I mean, the whole gamut. It is amazing. And then we're seeing a lot of geographic channels as well. Then we have, uh, Facebook and LinkedIn as well. Um, because do, they're just, do you have, oh. they're just, yeah, certain... do you have the, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> I was just asking, is that a list of Slack channels on your website or where can people find? So you, you know, the sisters is a private community. And so okay. you have to be a sisters to actually join the, the Slack, the Facebook and the LinkedIn. However, our ABI.local is more driven by geolocation. It's a location based community. So what we're trying to do is bring that virtual, having a more face, face to face meetings or meetups. Um, mm -hmm. so we do have, uh, an ABI.local um, website where you can join your local community. So there has already on the East Coast, 
um, Atlanta, Washington, D.C., New York, and Boston. There is uh, Houston, Austin, Minneapolis will launch soon. And then mm-hmm. on the West Coast, there's Los Angeles, Silicon Valley will launch soon. Um, Seattle, Seattle, I was and there. Then, yes, yes. And then Portland. And so we also have two international, which is London and Tokyo. And then we are going to launch in Nairobi soon as well. So Mm -hmm. we we're trying to, you know, there's there's this need to um, bring a lot of our programming and community into other communities at a very local level because you want Grace Hopper is great for highlighting the broader industry, women that are in working in that technical industry. But imagine how much of an impact it could be if you're highlighting the women in Seattle or the women in Tokyo or the women in London. So it, it is yes. a much, much uh, powerful and a local grassroots effort that we're trying to do um, with the mm-hmm. program. Do you have any volunteering opportunities? Absolutely. So we have, um, so Sisters has this uh, program called Pass It On Awards. It started probably about seven years ago. And that's where we, uh, you know, provide 500 to 1,000 grant dollars in grant money. So to women 18 or older out um, globally. So they must use those funds that they receive for um, let's see, for women and girls who, and it has to be something, the project has to be something in technology. So there is a committee for that. The Sisters Advisory Committee is, is, um, mm-hmm. council is also volunteer. The Google Summer of Code, we do a lot of open source projects. We partnered with Peace Corps the last two years to create these products for their volunteers and their staff. So we do a mm-hmm. lot of open source, but we need mentors for that. We are uh, mentoring organization for Google Summer of Code as well as Google Code In. Um, mm-hmm. We have this huge, huge volunteer base for Grace Hopper every year. And oh, there's okay. probably about 10 on the committee. And then we probably have about 50 to 100. And that's a combination of virtual and on-site volunteers. At Grace Hopper, there's a speed mentoring track and we we do recruit a lot of speed mentors, mentors to participate all day. Um, and it's not you can choose, you know, your session or your hour to mentor, but it's something that just having attendees, you know, uh, have access to, you know, people like you at Microsoft is a big deal, yeah. you know, for them. So um, consider yeah. that as well. And then Sisters is. Um, celebrating their 30th year anniversary next wow. year. I know wow. 2017. And so we're going to be recruiting for a big celebration or a big organizing committee for our 30th. So, oh, okay. What do people work. need to, to be a part of sisters? Cause you mentioned you have to be in the, like, is there anything in particular besides being a woman and minority? Yes. So yes, you definitely have to be a woman, but also you have to be in the technical field. Um, mm-hmm. and that has expanded over the years, but it started out as systems and then it moved into computer science and then other computing discipline. Okay. And then just, we do have an FAQ or a conversation model that we want you to read and agree to. 
Um, okay. And that's just important, you know, keeping the, the safety of the community and making sure that everybody is respectful in the community. So um, we mm -hmm. have a code of conduct as well to make sure that um, we maintain mm -hmm. all of that throughout. So those are the three. And then all of the sub communities also have their extra um, application mm -hmm. as well. So, you yeah. know, uh, let's say from a black woman in computing, um, if you're black or African or African descent or African American, um, you can join that or like the LGBTQ, you mm -hmm. um, can be part of that community as well as an ally of that community. So that they're oh, okay. a little bit more open than a lot of the other communities as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was wondering if, mm -hmm. uh, for example, I wanted to, like you said, be an ally or, or a friend of Asian women in computing. Yes. Yes. And they're, okay. and they, and they're very open to that, but we, we kind of let them, um, yeah. you know, organize. Drive and, that. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. It's very cultural and ethical, ethnic based as well. So we want to make sure that they have that can, um, type of, you know, oversight. Mm -hmm. And all this information about volunteering is on the Anita Borg website, right? Yes. So you can, and okay. you just click on get involved and you can see all of our sisters' uh, programs and how to get involved. Mm -hmm. That's great. Mm -hmm. Well, Rosario, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really enjoyed talking to you and learning about the Anita Borg Institute and your experiences. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm always up for sharing my experience and hoping, hoping that that would help someone else too, if, uh, yes. you know, if they're in that same uh, environment or yeah. situation. And people can find you on Twitter, right? Yes, they can find me on Twitter, Rosario Robinson. That's my Twitter handle. Um, mm -hmm. Or you can you can search, you could do a, um, you know, search on just Rosario Robinson and you probably will find me as well. So I'm on LinkedIn yes. and, and uh, Facebook as well. Okay, that's good. Thank you, Rosario. Thank you. Thanks for having me.